0: Hello, welcome to Piloting Aireleaf. I'm Stephanie, and this is my husband Kyle. Hello. This podcast is our digital diary as we upend our life, restore our sense of adventure, and move across the country onto a sailboat with our two cats and our dog, Pilot. This is Piloting Aerolief. Hello, uh, it is a rainy day here in California. Uh, it's been raining here, I think, more than it was when we were in Seattle.
1: Yeah, it's been very rainy season here in California.
0: Yeah. So you might be able to hear the rain on our boat. Um, it's really relaxing. I really like it. But hopefully this episode won't put you to sleep because we are going to be talking about our electric engine install that we will be doing when we get to San Diego. Yeah. Whenever Hopefully that is. Pretty soon. <laughs> Whenever. We'll see. Yeah. That is.
1: So, why why did we want to go electric?
0: When we were looking into um, getting our boat, we'd always envisioned eventually making our diesel engine electric. Yep. We saw other sailing channels go electric. And we just really liked the idea of clean, quiet energy. Um, I'm really sensitive to noise noise and and, vibration yeah and so that was another reason i don't know it's just it's it's going it's the way of the future yeah Um, i definitely
1: agree
0: you know that's that's where the world's going so you know why not
1: yeah and as batteries get better solar gets better hydro regeneration gets better wind turbines get better it's just going to get easier and easier to stay out longer and longer without needing to go to a dock or To fuel.
0: That's kind of what we wanted. We didn't really want to have to worry about having to fuel up the boat.
1: Yeah. And carrying fuel on board. We don't really want to carry excessive amounts of fuel on board. I mean, sailboats have pretty small fuel tanks in general. We only have a 53 gallon tank on board, which other sailboats this size have 100, 200 gallons worth of fuel in two different tanks usually. Yeah. But we just have the one 53 gallon tank. So, we're already pretty low on how much diesel we use, but and our diesel is very efficient, but it is loud, Mm -hmm. it is loud and it vibrates the whole boat. Yeah, if you rev it over about 1500 rpm, it's loud and you're gonna feel it. Mm
0: -hmm. But it's a good engine,
1: it's a great engine. Yeah, it's a Yanmar, a 57 horsepower Yanmar that's fantastic. It's got 1550 hours on it or so, so it's relatively young as far as diesel engines go it's a 2017
0: so even though it is a great engine when we were putting down our deposit to purchase this boat a previous sale had fallen through because the diesel engine needed work yeah and we were like that's fine we're gonna move ahead and yeah, we'll they wait were... for
1: the work to get done yeah because we, we
0: were in florida so we needed the time to come out to washington where the boat was anyway so we were fine with the delay of getting the parts for the engine. They
1: they got the parts that they thought they needed installed, and it still didn't it work. It still
0: didn't work. So then they had called us and told us that they were thinking about just taking the boat off the market yeah. and waiting until that was fixed and it was up and running again to put it back for sale. Uh, but we, are, we had our contract in. And we didn't want to lose out on this boat, because it's a pretty desirable boat. And we got off the phone with our broker, and we talked about it, and we're like, maybe we should just...
1: Try to renegotiate and buy it as is. Buy it as is. broken.
0: And order the electric engine. Yeah,
1: and start that process a couple years earlier than we intended to.
0: Because it was going to be years down the, the road when we, you know replace the diesel so we called our broker and she relayed that and
1: we, the seller accepted yeah
0: and we we bought the the boat with a non-working diesel engine fast forward uh we get the boat and in order we had a whole thing with like the banks because they wanted a proper um sea trial sea trial to sign off on our loans or whatever and so we compromised with them by getting an engine survey done. Yeah. And so the surveyor who did the engine had kind of a hunch that the engine was fine and it was just a prop issue. And so we bought the boat and when it was back in the water, we hired divers to switch out the prop. Yeah. And then the engine worked well, the, fine. Well,
1: the divers came and we were going to switch. They have, we have a nice max prop. On the boat, on the mm-hmm. sail drive, and we were gonna switch it out for a fixed blade prop that was on the boat as a spare. And so we, I hired the diver to come switch the prop out. And when he was diving on it, he was like, "This prop's amazing. We can just service it, and you can keep it on there." And we were like, "Well, the engine's not really working. We're we're gonna just try to switch it out and just see if it works." And they were like, "Why would you? Do, well, we'll do this right now for you know cheap." Yeah, And I was like, okay, sure, yeah, refurbish it, whatever you got to do. Uh, they said, we don't even have to remove it. We can do all the servicing underwater. I was like, oh, perfect, yeah, just do that In then.
0: Lake Union. In
1: Lake Union, murky, freezing, dark, black, no visibility water. But they did it. <laughs> they did. And the engine worked. Mm-hmm. So that changed.
0: Well, but we had already ordered our electric engine right. and started moving forward with that process. So even though we did get, you know, the boat for a steal, that money then went to an electric engine. Right, we had
1: already bought and paid for, it was already built, and it was getting ready to be shipped to Seattle. Mm -hmm. When we were just closing on the boat, we were already at that point.
0: So we took delivery of our electric engine, and since our timeline was messed up from closing on the boat, we lost our engineer electrician Everyone who was gonna install this engine.
1: Yeah. They took other jobs, obviously, because we were two months delayed now.
0: Yeah. I would too. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Not gonna um, wait around.
0: So we tried to make it work and tried to get into their timelines, but then our timeline started closing of when we needed to leave the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So we decided to just put off the work. You know, carry this engine and its parts around until we got to San Diego,
1: which is about 600 pounds worth of parts. Also, it's a lot. It's heavy. It's
0: a little heavy. A little heavy.
1: Well, not quite 600 pounds, but
0: but but so far our our diesel engine has been running great, and it's it's gotten us to California and from Seattle, yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about the electric engine.
1: All right, so. We did quite a bit of research and immediately kind of decided we wanted the electric engine to be able to do hydro regeneration, which Mm -hmm. was a big deal, so we could recoup some energy while sailing. Uh, We planned to be sailing most of the time.
0: It's a sailboat.
1: It's a sailboat. (laughs) So we wanted to be able to harness some of that energy, and there were a lot of electric engines out there that did everything we wanted to do, but didn't do the hydro regeneration. Like, they had great specs, great everything, but there were only a few companies, I think four companies, that really had pretty decent hydro regeneration. And even those were kind of iffy. Uh, So, hydro regeneration is, while you're under sale, the prop basically is reversed and spins against the current to regenerate, and using that force to regenerate the batteries for the engine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while the
0: engine is off?
1: While the engine is off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have our max prop on there is a feathering prop, so the blades can rotate kind of forward and backward. Uh, so they, we can pitch them in a way where they can optimally harness that power to produce as much regeneration as possible. There are slightly better props out there for it called servo props, which can you can pitch even more, pitch even better, and adjust the... So like, it
0: grabs more of the current yeah, So it, the boat moving It's forward. a little
1: more efficient. It right. can even fold to make it even more efficient. But uh, those props are insanely expensive. Yeah. And we have a feathering prop, so we don't need to really worry about that. Uh, so, basically, we wanted to make sure we could regenerate the batteries because we don't plan to be using the engine as often as we have been on this trip right uh so it's it's actually been kind of a good thing that we've had the diesel for this part of the trip because we left with such bad weather windows Mm -hmm. out of seattle that we've had to motor for almost full days a couple of times yeah Uh, so which if we had the electric engine we would have just Sailed or coasted, basically, or just gone at a couple knots instead well, of eight there'd be knots, some days
0: knots. where we would just be, like, bobbing out there because there's no wind. Yeah,
1: we had quite a few days with so no wind. So we would
0: just be sitting out there as if we were on anchor, but just untethered.
1: Right, yeah, waiting. just kind of drifting, waiting for the wind. Uh But if we had the electric engine installed, we would have gotten a lot more comfortable because we have a spinnaker on board, which yeah. we just were not comfortable using... And we're not doing that light of wind sailing. We had kind of decided that if we were in that light of wind where we would fly a Spinnaker, we would probably just be motoring Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway because our weather windows were so short. But had we left with bigger windows, it would have been a whole different trip. This would have been a completely opposite start of this trip. Yeah. So it's... uh, Yeah, so plans keep changing and things keep coming up. But anyway, the electric engine... Uh, so we were choosing between kind of these four brands. Um, some of the big ones are like Oceanvolt and then um, Electric Yacht and then Torquedo he's, even has one. But Torquedo's, uh it's still pretty new, their technology. And the one for our size boat was going to have too high a voltage. We wanted to do. We wanted to kind of top out at a 48 volts. As Oh, here comes the rain again.
0: What do we have currently?
1: 12-volt batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle batteries. with
0: the electrical terminology and keeping everything straight because the house yeah. bank is going to be different from the engine bank right. in so, terms of voltage.
1: Yeah, well, right now, our boat system's a little weird. So from my understanding and what I've read of the charts and everything, we have a 12-volt house system, 12-volt engine system, and a 24-volt windless battery.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: it's yeah, weird. Uh, so we're gonna be going to a forty-eight volt engine bank that's gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of. Is we're gonna be at 500, 540 amp hours at forty-eight volts, which is around like twenty-six kilowatts of battery power. That's but we're a gonna lot. need that much. Yeah, most boats uh, without an electric engine have 600 amp-hours at 12 volts. We're going to have 600 amp-hours at 48 volts, so four times more than a typical uh, boat. So a you think of a, another boat's battery bank and then multiply by four, and that's what we're going to have, basically, for our engine alone is going to need that much. Um, so anyway, I still haven't even gotten into So we decided to go with electric yacht. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we... Oceanvolt was... It was very expensive, and it had to be shipped internationally, and there was light stock at the moment for the size we wanted.
0: And we were in a rush when we ordered the electric engine. Right, because we
1: thought, we're going to get this boat, and it won't move on its own. We're going to have have to to get get it towed out of the dock, and then sail, and then towed into a dock slip, or sail in, but some marinas don't allow you to sail into slips and stuff like that, so we... We're worried, and yeah. we needed something kind of quickly. Electric yacht. I spoke to uh, the gentleman there, who actually lives in San Diego area or whatever, and he told us about the system that they have, the system that they use. I sent him the boat specs, and he sent me this huge long email explaining, you know, what we needed, how we needed to do it.
0: You did all this from Florida, and I
1: did all, yeah all this before we even left Florida to go to Seattle. We didn't even have the boat yet. Yeah, <laughs> and I was planning and calculating and talking to somebody. And then I figured if this sail falls through, we'll have the electric engine for whatever boat we end up in anyway, just in case. Mm. But So that was kind of the start of the plan. And we ended up going with them, and we were told that somebody had ordered the exact engine we wanted with a sail drive. It's a 30-kilowatt engine. So that means it uses our entire 600-amp-hour battery bank. It will use that at full power in one hour. That's how much this engine uses to move our boat at nine knots, which is That's fast over though. the top speed of our yeah. boat. Our, our hull speed is 8.86 yeah. knots. So to move the boat at nine knots, it would it would burn our engine battery from full to zero, which you can't even go to zero. Well, you shouldn't in one hour, but the curve is really drastic.
0: So they had built this engine already for a similar boat.
1: Right, for another Beneteau. There was a 43-foot Beneteau Mm -hmm. uh, that was doing a similar overhaul as us, and they ordered the sail drive version of Mm -hmm. this engine, and then they closed on the boat, got everything finalized, did the surveys and everything with the boat, and found out that the boat was a shaft drive. Not a sail drive. How
0: does that sneak up on you, though?
1: Uh, Yeah, that that confused (laughs) me. But anyway, Electric Yacht had built the engine and was in the process of testing it. When this guy realized, oh, no, I don't have one with a sail drive, and I'm not going to do that.
0: I guess if it's in the water, but... Right, yeah. But it had to be hauled out for the survey... And then they're like, oh,
1: well, shit. Well, I, or- I think he was like us, and he ordered the engine mm, before okay. he closed on the boat, because he was planning to do that.
0: So we jumped on that engine.
1: Yeah. So they basically said, we have one that can be ready to be shipped to Seattle in two weeks. And we were like, okay, we're leaving Florida, like, next week. Yeah. And so that's, it'll be up there. We can have it up there at a marina. We can have it up there at a place waiting for us, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or we could just ask them to hold and keep it in their warehouse until we get up there and get the boat, which is what we ended up doing, and they were kind enough to do that for us and kind of delay the shipment. Which
0: is good, because everything else got delayed.
1: Everything kind of, yeah. If you listen to our early podcasts, yeah, we we got delayed about two months uh, through the process, because the diesel engine wasn't working, Yeah, was the only reason for the delay.
0: Which is crazy. (laughs) Which
1: is crazy. Uh, because it ended up working. But um, anyway, so so we decided we were going to go with a battery bank around 30 kilowatts, which is a 30-kilowatt engine, so we'd be able to run full speed, full power for one hour, essentially, which is
0: It doesn't crazy. sound It doesn't good. sound
1: good, <laughs> but uh, when you look at the numbers and look at the regen and kind of how we envision sailing and how we envision...
0: Well, you can't regen it if you're using it.
1: Right, no. But our goal was to motor out of a slip mm. and sail. Yeah. That should take, even for the long locks, at most half an hour to an hour, which we don't need that long because we're not going to be running it at nine knots.
0: Well, so if we ran it at, like, four to five knots, like, how long can we do
1: that? Run it for probably five hours, six hours.
0: That still doesn't seem like a
1: lot. It's a lot.
0: Considering like the passages we've been on where there's been no wind, like five hours is like nothing. Yeah. When our passages have been like 20 plus hours.
1: Yeah. It can run at like four knots, three to four knots for like 14 hours. Right. Like so it just gets exponent. Like if we wanted to just mosey at two knots, we could run it for 24 hours. Like, it's, it hardly uses anything when you're just barely kind of moving.
0: I guess since we're still going down the coast and we've seen, like, our weather windows closing, I think that's what I'm afraid of, is that we won't be able to outrun weather.
1: Right, yeah, so our initial plan was to do, um, they make these kind of, like, backup battery banks mm. that you can get, which is, it's they call them kind of like an electric generator. But they're really basically just a battery bank that they that you recharge and it's basically just storage, a battery storage bank. So we were gonna we planned on getting one of those that was about uh twelve to fifteen kilowatts.
0: Mm-hmm. So that
1: would extend our range by, you know, another couple hours or or whatever, and we had that as a backup if we needed it. Uh but we ended up talking to a bunch of people when we were looking to get the work done in Seattle, and they kind of just said the fuel tank is going to be a real pain to get out. It's huge. It's not really going to fit getting out. So you're either going to have to cut it up or possibly damage stuff. You're going to have to cut some of the framing yeah. around one of the aft cabin beds.
0: Yeah, because it's to get built it into the boat. Right, yeah,
1: it's built it's in. as
0: like a ballast kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So there's, there's a water tank and a fuel tank um. in opposite cabins to keep weight. So what they recommended in Seattle was just get a small generator, smallish generator, have it as a backup. You can quickly recharge, pretty quickly recharge. A diesel generator. Yeah, a diesel generator. So you can use that fuel tank. You have a massive fuel tank for a little generator. You can kind of top up if you need to.
0: And we could keep the heater.
1: And we could keep the diesel heater, Mm because we were planning on getting rid of that and getting, uh, when we put in the air conditioning, we planned on... Running uh, with a air conditioner heater combo that would use power, which Electric. would drain our batteries faster and everything. So, so we were talked into basically adding a at least a semi small generator, mm-hmm. you know, to offset some of the concerns we had about energy consumption.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so we yeah. eventually agreed that it was still the lesser of two evils, where we would only have to run the generator every so often instead of having this huge diesel engine running Mm -hmm. constantly.
0: Yeah, and then the amount of power usage we wanted to put in this boat, it would only make sense to run some of these systems off of the generator.
1: Right, off of a generator only and run them as an AC versus a DC.
0: So the air conditioning, our washer, dryer, the water maker.
1: A water maker that we were planning to get installed. You can get DC water makers, that, that was an option that we considered. Um, our our washer-dryer, we had always kind of envisioned... It's a 230-volt or 220-volt mm-hmm. uh, little tiny thing for, like, RVs from Korea that, yeah. that a lot of other sailboats and RVs and, you know, travel-sized vehicles use already. It was just going to be easier to do all of that with a generator where we'd only have to run the generator As if we would. needed to run those things
0: and then it could and also still be able
1: to sail or motor right uh, motor sail or whatever we needed to do yeah. without burning the whole battery bank just to do a couple things so we thought that that was a pretty good compromise so we didn't we we're not happy with having to have a generator no. but it makes more sense than completely destroying a cabin to get a tank out and to
0: and we'd need more yeah, batteries. We, need more, we
1: would need a much bigger battery bank if we wanted to do as much mm-hmm. stuff offshore as we did.
0: But maybe, hopefully in the future, this could be a sidebar. If we could update the batteries to eventually get rid of the generator, or the use of the generator, where it's, it's there for just, like, emergencies. Yeah. Could we eventually do that? Maybe. Batteries going that way?
1: Um... Not quite yet, but I think they will eventually. They're finding more materials that are a little bit better even than lithium iron, which are kind of the best right now. A little bit more efficient, a little bit faster to recharge, and they're kind of moving in the right direction with that, but we're still a little bit behind. Solar is going in the right direction for that, too. Um, So I'll talk a little bit about how we're planning to regen this massive battery bank, which is uh, 30 kilowatts, so that's 30,000 watts. That's a lot of power Uh, so sailing at about six knots will regenerate conservatively about 400 watts an hour which is not very much by itself but it's something and if you move up to seven knots of speed which we usually sail around seven knots in 12 to 14 knot winds we can sail at seven knots pretty easily in any in any position to the wind, we can move at about seven knots. Yeah. Uh, so there you move up closer to six hundred to eight hundred watts an hour. So almost double just by increasing a knot. So that's the. It's a very steep curve yeah. for this kind of stuff.
0: And will our solar?
1: And our solar help? will help with that as well. So our solar right now we have six hundred uh, watts per hour. Mm-hmm. So going six knots and with our solar we recuperate about a kilowatt an hour so if we sailed for 12 hours we would recuperate 12,000 watts or 12 kilowatts which is about you know a third of our battery bank a little over a third of our battery bank which is great we'll have days that we sail for the whole day or for 24 hours and we'll regenerate recuperate well when the Sun goes down no but you know for the majority of the day we'll be using solar uh, we plan to get a wind gener- generator as well, which will be another 200 to 300 watts that we can capture, especially if we're sailing, because there will be wind uh, for you us to think. be sailing. So <laughs> so we're, every little bit will help, but the hydro regeneration, the main point was the hydro regeneration was very important to us because we want to be able to recoup something while sailing. Mm-hmm. And while not using the engine, we want to be able to build it back up, even if just a little bit without having to plug in or necessarily run a generator if we don't have to. So that's kind of the goal, is to use the generator when we need to wash clothes, when we need to run the air conditioning, when we need to run the water maker. Right. And that's kind of all we were hoping to do with it. Everything else on the boat right now, as we have it, is DC, mm-hmm. which is Isn't run it? off of our house bank.
0: It's not very efficient. Like for our uh galley, we um have our electric oven and electric cooktop, and right now we can only run one at a time, either the oven or the cooktop, right. which is it makes it difficult cooking because there's, you know, a lot of <laughs> meals which require both the oven and the cooktop yeah. or and the microwave, but we can't run them all together. But our new system
1: our new system, we should be able to run at least two of the three, if not all three at the oh, same time. <laughs> we shouldn't ever need to run the microwave, the oven, and the cooktop You at don't the same know. Time. Hopefully. Maybe for like a Thanksgiving meal we would. But
0: But for that, we wouldn't need the generator. But if we wanted to kick on the AC while we're doing right. that, we would need, need the, the generator. generator.
1: Yeah. And then the boat already came with pretty good, um, good solutions for our our boat is going to become very stern heavy. Right. And we already have an 86-gallon water tank forward mm-hmm. in the boat, which is 86 times roughly 7 pounds. So it's we already have about 600 pounds of ballast forward just from that forward water tank yeah. uh, to help offset. And that's just with what's currently there. And then the diesel engine being removed. The diesel engine is heavier overall than the electric engine but the battery bank upgrade is going to add quite a bit more weight so we're figuring all that stuff out still of where to put where to put everything in a way that will keep us well balanced
0: and then my concern is hiding everything like i don't want to see batteries we're hoping that you know there's room under the aft cabin beds there we could Put the batteries into we have room under uh where the
1: current house banks are we have two one under each side we have uh one side has house bank batteries and the other side has a house bank battery and then an engine battery and then a starter battery so uh, there's a lot of space for batteries and they're big agms which Mm -hmm. the lithium irons we're going to are quite a bit slimmer profile and a little bit shorter overall so I think we'll be able to recoup a lot of that space and hopefully not have to do anything major um, with any of the aft cabins. But
0: And then the generator, we have space in aft lazarettes.
1: Yeah, so we should be able to build a floor back there and just put the generator back there. Kind
0: of soundproof And
1: soundproof it. it and foam it and everything that needs to happen with that. And then the ventilation is right there. The fuel lines are right there uh, from the diesel engine.
0: Well... I think what they did is, on the market for this boat, is they put the generator just directly behind the engine. Yeah. In that column.
1: Yep. The battery bank may need to go there if Mm -hmm. they won't fit under the floor. But that's kind of the plan, is to keep everything as center-lined and low as possible. And minimal modification. And minimal modification to the structure. Well, not the structure of the boat, but the cosmetic look of the boat. Yes. So those are kind of our plans now and we it seems should, doable we should be able to accomplish everything we want to accomplish with what we're planning and so we just need to get to San Diego yeah <laughs> get to work yeah cuz we're we're moving towards the holidays kind of rapidly and we need to kind of get to San Diego I'd like to get there before Thanksgiving yeah
0: cuz we still need to get to
1: uh Mexico right yeah and we want to get to Mexico and Panama before Uh, hurricane season yeah which is june july yeah so we've got a lot to do and we got to get there kind of quickly so hopefully we won't be stuck in northern california too long because we need to get south quickly so we just gotta hope for good weather windows and uh, smooth smooth trips. Smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Yeah. Well, if anybody has any questions, you can reach us on our Instagram or through our website or mm-hmm. um, any thoughts about what we're trying to do. Yeah. We'll take any advice or anything.
0: Suggestions. <laughs>
1: Suggestions Maybe. or or tell us what you've done if you've gone electric or yeah. if you know somebody that has. We're looking to get in touch with uh, the person that we actually bought the sail drive engine for it. we know that their boat is in san diego so we're hopefully ho- hopefully going to find out who that was and communicate with them yeah. because they just had what we're trying to do done from what we've heard through the salesman at electric boat yacht boat too. on a slight slightly it's a 43 versus a 45 okay. so it wasn't that different um, oh the the other big thing is a 30 kilowatt engine from electric yacht replaces up to a 60 horsepower diesel just if you were curious about the numbers, because with um, Oceanvolt, it only replaces about a 45 horsepower. Oh, wow. So you need a much smaller boat, and uh, the weight limit is 25,000 pounds for that engine, and we sit at a displacement of about 21,000 to 22,000. So wow. we're going to be in the and 45 feet or 50 feet is technically the cutoff, but the weight is more important. Uh, for this size engine, for a 30-kilowatt. And like I said, the reason we wanted to do a 30-kilowatt is we'd only have to go to a 48-volt engine bank versus a 96-volt. Which would be... be, Or a 72 Rewiring
0: the whole boat. Right,
1: rewiring everything. And you get into dangerous current sizes at that level. Which is scary. Uh, 48-volt is still relatively safe. Uh, 12-volt is safer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But... The 12-volt engine versions that they have are like 8-kilowatt, 6-kilowatt, which so, are for boats 20 feet and under.
0: So the 30-kilowatt electric engine replaces our, what is it, 57? 57
1: 57-horsepower 57 horsepower? diesel. But we are at the upper limits of it. So right. um, I've gotten the projection numbers from Electric Yacht of they basically take all of your boat's measurements, uh, length of the waterline, beam, width, weight, um, draft, uh, air draft, sail plan, Everything. Everything. And they run it through their system and tell you if their engine can handle your boat. And ours was, he said it was good. We're green to go. So there wasn't, we're not even at the top, top limit. Like we're not at the top weight limit. And we're not at the top length limit of boats. They've done them on 50 foot boats that are heavier than our boat. And it does work. So, but that's kind of why we ended up going with electric yacht.
0: But if we wanted to do a like a bigger electric engine that would mean higher voltages plus it was like what 20 grand more
1: it's a lot more expensive yeah and electric yachts is going to stop doing uh larger ones they have a 60 kilowatt engine which is double which is the 96 volt which is they're going to stop making because it's it's too difficult to get a battery bank that big
0: yeah. in
1: a boat yeah because you get up into 12 1300 pounds for the battery bank it's a lot which is a lot of weight for a sailboat
0: but we keep our boat fairly light like it's just us it's not like you know
1: yeah we don't have a ton of family. a ton of gear we don't have a ton of extra stuff especially not heavy stuff um yeah. our galley we took out the like 100 pound Stove and we just have some really light stuff, so we've shaved quite a bit of weight. And then the the engine, the diesel engine. The diesel diesel engine six hundred and sixty to seven hundred pounds, and then the sail drive. The sail drives are about one hundred and fifty pounds each, as well. Our new one, our new sail drive is going to be about that weight, but the whole system, the sail drive and the electric engines, are only going to be about four hundred pounds versus six hundred plus one fifty or 660 plus 150. So we're going to be saving 300 pounds, but then we're going to be adding about 300 pounds of batteries. So that'll break even, and then we're just going to be adding the generator, which they always add in these boats, and air conditioning, which yeah. they always add, and water makers, yeah. which they always add. So everything else is going come been a, with that stuff. Yeah, all of that could have come in this model. So it's not absurd right. to add them uh, in terms of weight, but we do need to work on the ballast and the balancing, but it shouldn't be too bad, actually.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. Get a bigger anchor. Oh, cheese. I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, we've been driving around with this, you know, electric engine for months and months. And, yeah. you know, we've we've got the engine, we've got the parts, and we just need, need to switch it out.
1: Yeah, I, sh- I should say we did go through the process of starting the order for the battery bank. I spoke to Battleborn, who we're going with, and I started that order process, and we canceled it when we decided we were going to keep the diesel engine longer. Right. So that has always been the plan. We just delayed it. Yeah. Basically. The, our whole... Everything's been delayed. It, we're, we figure we're probably going to be about a year behind where we want to be for the next two to three years. But we'll be ahead and that we'll have the electric engine early. Yeah,
0: once it's installed, like, we'll be, you know, very self-efficient, which is what we wanted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll be...
0: If only... I eat fish then never need to go to land. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll have the water maker, we'll have full solar and regen. Yeah. We could stay out on anchor forever. Yeah, that's really cool. That is really cool. I'm
0: really excited. Yeah, should Yay, green Yay,
1: green energy. Yeah, green energy.
0: This has been another episode of Piloting Aeroleaf. If you'd like to learn more about me or Kyle or our animals, check us out at pilotingairleaf.com. You can also send us some support on patreon.com slash Thank you. See you next time.